No more spoops. This is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. It's November. It's week nine. We are chugging along, Sneak. We are chugging along, man. Look at us just uh, heading into week nine, feeling good, feeling right, excited for what the future brings, getting really hot and heavy in the holiday season. And uh, yeah, how are you doing, man? How's the baby life? Going pretty good. I sadly go back to work next week, so trying to enjoy that last bit of time. But it's been good. It's been fun. She's dope. Yeah, going back to work is going to be a bummer, but so be it. So be it, I suppose. We got a little bit of catching up to do after a short week last week, so let's let's get into it. But as always, we have to start off with a nonsense question. Okay. So, Sneak, you and I are going to host the first annual Scum and Sneak Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Now, it's an imaginary one. So, imaginary, of course, of course. I'm going to ask you to invite one football player, past or present. Okay. One famous person, could be past or present there too, living or dead. And then one fictional character to round out our party. Hmm. All right, so the first one is fairly easy. Football player for me is going to be Dak. Dakery. He's my favorite player. I got him on the squad. Going to stay with me, presumably, for his whole career. We're sitting there, chowing down, talking football. Uh, so that will cover my, uh, my football guy. Uh, celebrity, past or present, you know I got to go with Vanessa Hudgens. What up, girl? She's got to be there hanging out, get my flirt on, talk to her, you know, all that kind of good stuff, trying to just be in her beautiful presence. <laughs> and fictional character is going to be Mary Doc Brandy Buck. Ooh, what's up, Mary? Heck yeah, Mary hanging out with me at the Friendsgiving table, just drinking and just laughing, telling jokes, uh, eating all the food we can find. Uh, so, yeah, that's my my crew. Dak gets to talk football. V-Hudge uh, get to, uh, you know, get all excited. And uh, Mary for my drinking and eating buddy. I like that. I'm going to start off. We'll go reverse kind of what you did, reverse order. And I, I dabbled with the idea of inviting a Lord of the Rings character, too. I, I thought gonna, you would. I was going to invite Gandalf. You know, he's good for entertainment. He's good for... Uh, sharing a little a little pipe mm-hmm. but i pivoted and i i decided to invite jay gatsby okay dude knows how to throw a party he knows how to party but also he'd have that underlying melancholy and sadness and pining that you know I, i'm about just You're all about that can't be too happy you gotta have some something underneath so yeah. that's what i would with old jay okay uh, celebrity, this is also like a uh, selfish motives here. I'm inviting Bobby Flay, not not because I really want to chop it up with him, even though we could we could talk. He'd be a good hang, I think. But also, he's going to bring the best dish. And I'm just trying to have some some good to eat. I like that. That's good thinking right there. And then football player, got to go quarterback too. He's retired, even though he's been in the news lately, maybe getting a shot to come back, but. My guy, Philip Rivers, one of my favorite players ever, and he'd just be dat gum hilarious at this thing. 
Got to go with the all-time favorite player right there. I like that one. So at the Scum and Sneak Friendsgiving, we got Philip Rivers and Dak Prescott chopping it up. We got Vanessa Hudgens talking to you and me talking to Bobby Flay. <laughs> and then uh, Jay Gatsby and Mary in the corner just being total opposites, really, but I like that. Dude, that's a fun, that's a fun crew. Fun party there. There you go. So some of the stuff that I alluded to earlier about us kind of needing to catch up on were some some big deals uh, that went down in the Dynasty League. So let's touch on the two major ones that recently happened. We'll start with uh, with Chase and Eric's trade. Basically, Chase gave Eric Joe Burrow to really shore up a, a big need for Eric's team. And then Eric traded, I think it was like two seconds. Um, but maybe they swapped a second somewhere in between. I'm not really sure. So pick compensation for Joe Burrow. Uh, Chase gets to start. Matthew Stafford, he didn't really need Burrow. So quick quick thoughts on that trade. We kind of touched on it last week in the matchup portion, but you like the deal for both sides? Uh, yeah, so Gooch got a 2022 second and a 23 ninth, and Trey Sermon – Kit Hamler, Ernie gets Burrow, Ernie gets a second in 23, and Tyler Boyd. So I think Ernie gets the better of this deal. Uh, even if Bo- I'm, you know, Boyd is still a, a really serviceable wide receiver, three or four, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He probably gets out of Cincinnati at some point and goes to a different team where he has either the same amount of opportunities or slightly better. So, and really getting a, somewhere in those top 15 quarterback for really only giving up a second and a hurt receiver and uh, running back that Gooch is playing off the potential of Sermon becoming the guy there potentially next year or something like that. So I like it better for Earn. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's my thoughts. Yeah. In leading up to that, I kind of, I didn't look back on it. I'd kind of forgotten some of those details. So I do like it a lot for Eric, especially with what he's trying to do. He's trying to win this year. So Joe Joe Burrow really helps him with that, especially being an upgrade over Sam Darnold. Um, I I guess if Sermon gets the opportunity to be the starting running back in San Francisco next year, then, you know, it's a little bit better on Gucci's side. But you're kind of just surprised on why he's not getting the opportunity now when they've all had all these injuries. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it is a flyer, and in talking to Chase, he was really high on that second next year. That should be top 16 at the very least. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's his angle. Um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. It, it was a more of a future play for him, kind of capitalizing on what he could for Burrow. So time will tell on that one. But, yeah, definitely short term. Like it a lot more for Eric. On the flip side, Chase made another big trade, uh, kind of a, a reverse of a trade that these two teams made in the past. But he got DeAndre Hopkins back from Matt, along with a third and fifth round pick in 2022 and 2024. And then Matt got Marlon Mack, a 2022 second and a 2024 first. The first and the seconds are the are the big haul for Matt there. You know, Marlon Mack maybe signs with a new team next year. Maybe he gets a little kind of bump there in value, but definitely Chase trying to shore up that wide receiver core, that flex spot. 
trying to make a run with his old guy, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I feel like this trade's a little bit more even across the board. Gooch obviously gets a level up with Hopkins as long as he, you know, kind of gets back a little bit from that hamstring, which he looks like he's going to be fine. Uh, Gooch just gets another top-tier player for his push. Uh, and Matt doesn't really take that. We have talked a lot about Matt's depth, uh, so he can plug in. It's not like he's going to be – this isn't something where he's kind of playing for the future, I don't think, but, you know, a, a, a future pick, a future first – and a second next year, which probably middle of the pack being as a Brandon's pick. Uh, yeah, I would say this is a pretty even trade, honestly, across the board. Uh, and then Gooch does pick up a third to go along with uh, Hopkins, which is, you know, okay. So yeah. I, I would say this is definitely more even, helps them both out pretty well. And, and Agree, yeah. Matt trading Hopkins isn't necessarily like a make or break thing for him, like you said. He, he's in that hunt, I think, four and four. Um, I should look at that, right? He is – where's his team? Yeah, four and four, so right in, right in the mix of things. And selling Hopkins, getting that first and second, gives him some flexibility. If he wants to make a push, he can flip those for another impact player. Or if he's playing for the future, then he just kind of lets what happens – lets whatever happens this year happen and, you know, has a – has a good outlook going forward. So good move on both ends, like you said. Yeah, and then I, I don't want to leave out the trade with Ernie and Jimbo just real quick. Mm, yeah, you're right. You're trades. Right. Uh, throw a little bit out there. We, we see Jimbo getting Tony Pollard uh, in exchange, giving up Robert Woods to Ernie. There was uh, some scuttlebutt going on around about this time five days ago where Ernie was looking to upgrade a little bit at that receiver spot to have someone to be consistent because, you know, Lockett's been inconsistent and some of those other younger guys doesn't really know what to do with. So Ernie gets Woods. I think he, after this trade, Woods scores a touchdown and Jimbo is, is probably thinking that Pollard's going to be either leaving Dallas, become a starter somewhere else or vice versa, become the starter in Dallas at some point. So Jimbo feels like he could, you know, moved off Woods and got younger at running back. Uh, Jimbo's obviously in the rebuilding stage where he's trying to put some pieces together, uh, take not necessarily take some risk, but try to get some future eyes on some of these players and trying to build up so he doesn't have to focus so much on certain positions. But I like this move for Jimbo. I like Pollard. He's good. He's showing that he's he's doing a lot more with his opportunities this year. So I would not be surprised if come next year or whenever the contract situation works out, Pollard even moves on or takes over a lot bigger role in Dallas as Elliott starts to kind of just get up there and, and what happens with Dallas. So this is kind of an interesting, fun trade. Uh, yeah, what do you think? I agree with everything that you said. Uh, I like that both guys got players that they're big fans of, just you know, outside of fantasy. I know they just really like these guys, so that's kind of fun to see. And I also like that hearing from them in the group chat and in text and stuff, they both didn't like – the deal that they made they i know they were working on it for a long time they both felt like they wanted more kind of settled so i think that also means that it was a good trade and even on both ends so good on you guys and uh the one thing i will say is i don't like that eric is going away from summer of handcuffs so if something does happen to zeke you know jim benefits has pollard but eric does have the running back depth and high level running back depth at that to sustain that. So I, I get why he did it. 
yeah, a lot of people wouldn't do something like that, especially in a backfield as Dallas, but with the, the depth uh, and starters and young guys that he's got, uh, he could afford to make that. And he felt like he had the bigger need to get someone like Woods in there to have a little more consistency when he kind of is in that uh, round table shuffling of who, which running backs he's playing every week. Yeah. Well, those are the big deals lately in the LV Dynasty League. So Shink- Keep them coming, man. We love good deals. There's got there's more deals to be made. I know there's more there's more teams and trades out there that are looking. Don't be afraid to make a splash. Let's do it, people. Well, let's see how those deals affected the most recent power rings. So, Shink, as always, we'll start from bottom to top. Number 12, back in where you plan to be, is Sneak. Number 11, Big T. Number 10, Jim. Number 9, Brendan. Number 8, Matt. No movement there from those teams. Start to see some changes here, starting with number 7. Big fall is Jesse. Number 6, after a win, is Doug. Number 5 is Chase. Number 4 is Ben. Number 3 is Wade. And then our top 2 Eric and Scum, and I think we're on a collision course, and I hope so anyway. Yeah, collision course for that number one spot indeed between you and Ern, and then the bottom, Jim T and Sneak, Sneak T and Jim, however you want to shake it out. We're all one and seven or whatever it may be. I think there was some discrepancy between us on some of these rankings. There was, yes. This week on how we kind of shuffling around that middle. I know we beat a dead horse on it every week, but I'm starting to see some clarity in that middle, Scum. I think you are as well. I think Gooch entrenched in that like five to four spot is, is pretty well there. I like Matt above Hesse. And Doug and you have Matt or you have Doug and Hesse kind of shuffling. So that's six, seven, eight. I think we could really say is our is our spot of contention on where what's going to happen coming up. Now this week is is very important because Doug plays me, so you have to assume that's going to be a win. So Doug either could stay or jump. So maybe it's really going to come down to that Hesse, Matt, and Brent. I mean. Gosh, I, I really hate to do it every week, but that middle is just so clogged up and it just really can move every week. I don't see the top three or four really moving and I don't see obviously the bottom three. So dang it all, if it isn't that five through nine that is always going to be moving until, I don't know, what what can we, I don't want to keep talking about it every week, but that's what it it is. Yeah, it'll probably stay that way too. We saw that last year, it kind of came down to those last couple of weeks for that six spot, maybe even the five. You mentioned that we were kind of differing on some teams. I did have Doug the highest, and I probably should have dinged him a little bit after the Derrick Henry news. But I, I think obviously that caps his ceiling. But with with his game lead on the other teams, I think he's set himself up to at least have enough cushion to stay in the fight longer, even though he lost Derrick Henry. And then, yeah, that was my reason for dropping Doug was the, the Henry loss. But you make a good point with having the game or two or whatever the records shake out for him to be having. Now, the cushion's only going to probably last a week or two until he starts playing you know, against me this week. He's going to get another win. So he could get another – could go two-game up cushion there. But I don't think that could last too too long. Yeah. 
And I still give Hesse credit just for where he was. He had the most points scored in the league a couple weeks ago, and he just had all of his Ravens on a bye. So obviously he was going to have a rough time with that, but I still kind of like what we've seen from him. So I think that's where we differ a little bit. Those two teams I give a little more credit to uh, just based off of the stuff we've seen this year. But again, it's all close. Another injury to any of these teams can change their their fortunes, but um, it's looking like it's going to be a fun, fun back half of the season here. Yes, indeed. We'll take a break right here, hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get into the matchups. I remember hearing phrases like ADPs, yards per carry, touchdown to interception ratios, and fantasy points per game. These were all gibberish and made no sense to me. But then I listened to the Scum and Schneek show. Their knowledge and skills are unmatched. Thanks, Scum. Thanks, Schneek. I now have what it takes to win my fantasy football league, the best fantasy football podcast on this side of the Mississippi. And we're back. So let's just jump into the matchup, Schneek. There's a lot going on, like we just mentioned, in the, in the power rank spot. So uh, let's see how it's all going to shake out. We're going to start with my matchup, the number one ranked team. Matt is bottom versus the number eight ranked team. Goodell is rematch of last year's title game. There we go. I like that. Juicy. I feel good that Matt traded away Hopkins, so I like my odds there. But, I mean, we've seen his team blow up for the 180s, the 170 points, so it's not going to be an easy one. I know that for sure, especially with, like, the Chiefs slumping lately. And I've Godwin on by. What are your initial thoughts as we kind of run down both sides? Yeah, I don't like you having Godwin on by. Uh, I do like the storyline of the matchup from last year's championship game. I'm going to say <clears throat> I'm not going to pick against the grain here. You're on a four-game winning streak. You're our top dog in the power rankings. You're going to get the win. I think the key to this, it comes down to running backs. Eckler and Kamara both are set up to have great games against horrible defenses. I do like Matt's receivers. Deontay Johnson has been very consistent. Antonio Brown looks – or not Antonio, but A.J. Brown looks to be kind of gearing up for that second half of the season – and, you know, we will remain to be seen on who gets in that lineup outside of Hopkins, probably going to be, if I had to take a guess, Allen Robinson or Tim Patrick. Uh, don't like that. Maybe Mooney makes an appearance, but I just think you're going to have too much firepower with Eckler and Kamara. Uh, Mahomes probably has a, you know, Green Bay is very susceptible. So I just think that's the key here is your running backs. Uh, and then you'll get enough out of Kelsey. So I, that's kind of just where I'm seeing it. It's really going to come down to the running backs. I don't love the Damian Harris against Carolina. Robinson's banged up. He plays or not. Buffalo is a great defense. So don't I just don't see Matt having what it takes to win. I hope you're right. The Chiefs' outlook, you know, was it's been pretty low lately. And then we didn't really touch on this, but the Aaron Rodgers news of him being out at least this week for that game, um, Packers versus Chiefs lowers the outlook of a, of a shootout. So, you know, maybe it is like a short Tyreek touchdown and then a, a Derek Gore touchdown and the Chiefs are just kind of like packing it in and that's not good for me or my matchup. But uh, if, if things go at least somewhat according to the norm, then yeah, I do like my chances. But 
Matt beat me in the regular season last year too. So this could be, could be a trend. We shall see. Yeah. And in terms of the rankings real quick, he does, if he does lose, he goes to four and five. He's currently our, I think our eighth ranked guy. So he's either going to stay there or drop a point depending on what shakes out the other matchup. So again, we're going back to that middle of the road. He's coming up against you. Not the best as we're approaching the last five weeks or whatever we are till playoffs. I will say this. I think it is going to be hard for anyone to drop below eight. Um, you know, Brennan is going to have to make a pretty good run for us to start bumping him up. I think you're right. You're right. True. And then no one's going to ever drop behind Jim and Tyler. And you. So <laughs> that you're I'm just trying to add some drama. <laughs> <laughs> he could jump though with a big win. So there's, there's your drama. Yeah. With a huge win, there's going to be a, that's not going to be good because there is a, yeah, not going to be good. Speaking of Brendan, he's messed up this week against his old shopmate. So we've got the number nine ranked team. Let's go, Brandon, versus the number three ranked team, Team Wade Yealy. Yeah, old shopmates, old friends from the past. Uh, a lot of arguments can be made that Brendan runs both of these teams. Wade is <laughs> is Wade, Wade real. Where is he? What's he doing? But this is indeed the upset of the week. Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Boom. There it is, folks. Upset of the week. We've got Brendan beating Wade. It's going to be not pretty for Wade. We've got Brendan, our number nine, going to beat our number three. That is a huge upset if it happens. And we are calling it here on the Scum and Sneak show that it does happen. Honestly, <clears throat> current projections show Wade with the win, but I believe that that is not going to be the case. I do not like what I'm seeing. Uh, like we kind of mentioned out of the, the Chiefs, uh, Mike Williams has, you know, so Tyreek Hill, could have a good game, had not a good game. We don't, we just don't know. He's not at lock anymore. Mike Williams has been busted ever since like week three or something like that. Not been that good. Elijah Mitchell is banged up. You know, Josh Allen has a great matchup, but Derek Carr also has a great matchup. Devontae Adams, regardless who the quarterback is, he's going to torch Kansas City. Diggs is going to torch Jacksonville. And Pittman is going to torch the Jets. Those are amazing matchups for Brandon. He is getting lucky. Gesicki, who we kind of like. Kind of disappointing, kind of fun. Yeah. Has a great matchup against Houston. I don't like Dalton Schultz against Denver. CD is currently got a questionable tag. He's going to play, but I think CD could very well get shut down uh, by Sertan or whoever's on him in the secondary in Denver. So Wade is going to is is up against it in my opinion, uh, and he does get the loss. I don't see really anywhere on the benches. You know, if Saquon's out, maybe he can throw – he's going to throw Devonta Booker in there instead of Mitchell just to avoid any injuries or any weird game script there. I don't know. Uh, but it, in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Whether it's close or a blowout or whatever, this is good. This is a huge upset. Brandon needs this win if he's going to make any push. Not necessarily what it's going to do for Wade. He just go, he will just go to 7-2, and two, probably stay up there at the top. Uh, definitely going to be a playoff team. But this is the upset. Upset of the week. Called it. Got to point out the reverse stack. We got Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs, which hasn't been as 
high upside as we saw last year, but I mean, still a great pairing. And, you know, as long as Josh Allen doesn't have like three rushing touchdowns, Brandon should benefit from any success that Josh Allen has. Yeah. Um, I like that you mentioned Michael Pittman, who's just been on a tear of late. He is the guy on the Colts, especially with injuries to some of the other guys and just, you know, they're, they're, they weren't that deep to begin with. So he's really stepped up. And then there is the, the chance that Brand gets Christian McCaffrey back this week. Mm-hmm. Say likely not, but even, even without him, Chuba Hubbard has been really good in his stead, uh, at least serviceable for fantasy. So, you know, uh, I just think that is going to end up being too much for Wade, even though Wade has been on just a major heater lately, three wins in a row. Let's move on to our next matchup, which is going to be our number five ranked team, High Speed Chase versus the number 10 ranked team, Jimbo's Roadkill, Skull and Crossbones Emoji. Well, it goes without saying, we don't like to do this, but we're going to do it. Uh, it's easy, uh, and I just don't see any other way to around it. But this is going to be our blowout of the week. Let's come and sneak blowout of the week. Blow out of the week, blow out of the week, let's go. This is the blow of the week. Gooch will destroy Jimbo's roadkill. Jimbo was very proud of his 83-point output last week. He <laughs> put it on Instagram. So he loves what he's seeing out of his team. I think us bottom feeders are liking what we're seeing out of his team. Gooch like we mentioned before, kind of in that middle of the pack, four and four, just like Matt. He's going to get a huge blowout, a huge win. There's really not – I mean, how am I supposed to make a case for Jimbo? And, and I really don't even need to make a case for Gooch. Debo Samuel playing out of his mind. Stafford playing out of his mind. Aaron Jones with Aaron Rodgers out is going to be used immensely against the Chiefs. Chase Edmonds is very, very serviceable, getting the very consistent workload every week. And Jimbo, even with the, the possible Kyler Murray in or out, just he just doesn't have what it takes, and he doesn't want to have what it takes. And this is the blowout, easy-peasy call, uh, major, major win, a lot of points to be had on Gucci's side. Maybe Jimbo gets to 100. He's currently 115, you know, knockoff a little bit. And, uh, you know, if we get to 100 when we're down here at the bottom, we're happy, so – We'll see, but this is the blowout. Uh, I like, I like that Jimbo is embracing this, uh, and that's fine. <laughs> it is fine. Got to point out a reverse double stack because it's going to be Kyler Murray if he plays to both Chase Edmonds, who gets a lot of receiving work, and newly acquired DeAndre Hopkins for Chase. So, oh yeah, I didn't even mention that he's going to be in the lineup. Yep, going to have that there. Uh, I want to point out Albert O. Albert Obagunam on the on the Broncos. Chase has been sitting on him for a couple seasons now, and I, I like his opportunity here with Noah Fant out. So Good. could at least get a touchdown and be an advantage in the tight end spot. But yeah, you covered it. This should be a blowout. This is going to be an easy win for Chase, and he's going to get his uh, get his little hands on a tighter hold on that playoff spot. I like I like that answer. All right, moving on from the blowout of the week, we got our probably our best matchup between two top-ranked teams this week. We've got LaVisca, LaVusca, 
Anuska. Our number two ranked team versus Sawyer Payton, our number four ranked team. Yeah, this should be a good matchup. Both six and two are, but just part of me wants to say that it's not going to be that close for some reason. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but the only thing, in my opinion, right now going for Ben is Cup and maybe Cooks against Miami. I don't like Komet. I don't like what I'm seeing out of Devonta Smith. DJ Moore probably gets shut down in New England. Maybe the Zach Moss Jacksonville game could be decent. I don't like Trevor Lawrence against Buffalo. I just don't like a lot of these matchups on Ben's side. And on the reverse side, I think the Joe Burrow Cleveland game, I guess that was a little shoddy too. And Dalvin Cook against Baltimore could be a little weird. So I guess maybe after a little deeper look at him, I just, for, I just, it's, Ernie's team just is one of those teams that just strikes fear because he's got so much options. Uh, the Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow stack, Najee against Chicago should still be good for him. <sighs> Shoot. Um, who wins? Who wins this one, Scott? Yeah, I think Eric wins. Um, I think the Joe Marturo stack is going to be too much. Ben's really hurting without Tom Brady this week. Tom Brady's kind of one of his the most important members of his team because Tom Brady will throw for four or five touchdowns in any yeah. given week. Huge loss going up against this matchup too. So even though Eric might have some tougher matchups as far as running backs, uh, I would expect that he can still put it together. You know, if if Pitts has another kind of dud game like we saw last week, then maybe Ben can capitalize on that. And, you know, he'd he'd be pulling even with Komet. So it would just be up to those other those other teams. And um, yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a move that I think would help Ben coming up. I'll tease that now, a little foreshadow. But even still with that, I think that Eric should be able to get enough across the board and even if one player duds, you know, then the Najee will have a big game on Monday night. Or if he's not good, then Chase bounces back, you know, from a quiet week last week. It's just a lot of firepower on that team. And he's number two and I think likely number one soon for a reason. Yeah. Agreed. But good luck, Ben. Good luck to you. (laughs) Let's go to the formerly named Dark Magician, I, I think Hesse will change that soon, <laughs> versus Big T's team, Juice Check. And this one, unfortunately, there's not much to say just because on top of everything Tyler's had to deal with this year with injuries and stuff, uh, now Aaron Rodgers is out. So he, he does have Kirk Cousins as a backup who he'll put in. But, you know, the, there's not much hope there with uh, DK on a bye. You know, there's just a lot missing from from Tyler's team, unfortunately, and Jesse's back to full strength minus the Bucks, but you can still feel the a pretty strong roster off the back of the the Ravens and Justin Jefferson and yeah, yeah. You know, this might be the lowest point output of the season coming from T out of any out of any team. Uh, losing Rodgers, uh, DK on by Odell probably not going to play. I have a feeling with all this weird stuff going on in practice, uh, you know, Amari is not going to be able to do enough. Uh, Cousins isn't going to be able to do enough. 
there's just not enough here. Uh, currently with the 49 projection, that probably gets up to like the 80 spot. Uh, and like you said, Hesse coming back full strength. Lamar Jackson gets Minnesota's nice. Uh, his running backs are, are weak and dumb, but it's probably not going to make a difference right now. Uh, I don't like the Jefferson against Baltimore matchup, but yeah, he's man. Hesse plays. Hesse has five Ravens in his lineup. <laughs> it's nuts. And when he usually he usually plays only Ravens and Bucks. Now that I think about it. So yep. and, and luckily he's play- <laughs> yeah. that's the one person. Yeah, luckily he's playing T this week and uh, not anybody else because that that could easily be one of those low point outputs on his side in that 120 spot and that doesn't get the job done in a lot of other teams. But he gets the win 100. Uh, and he's another one of our middle of the ground four and four. So right as it stands, we have Hesse winning, uh, Gooch winning, and Matt losing. And I and really the the and with Brandon winning, but he's still not going to jump Matt. So really, that middle, the only shakeup in the power rankings, if that happens, I would say it would be the maybe a swap of Hesse and Doug. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, I love you. <laughs> I love you. The matchups, and you're totally right. Like. They're kind of chalky this week, so we shouldn't see too much, you know, change within our rankings and, and in the standings too on sleeper. But it's really important for these teams that have easy matchups if they're in that middle cluster that they do win, that they don't slip up. You know, <laughs> like um, it's fortunate, like you said, for Jesse to have his Bucks buys in this week versus versus another one where he's matched up with a Matt or a Chase or something. So kind of goes to show you where depth is important. And I'm not a person that has a lot of depth on his team. So I'm not saying it from personal experience, but it shows how valuable it can be when, when you do have that a la Eric. Let's wrap up this week's matchups with a fun one, at least with the history between these two managers, sneak Inc. Big number 12 versus Newly named NBA greater than NFL. A little callback from Doug, kind of lame, but yeah, two teams that have participated in one of the biggest trades this league has seen. I still think about that one as I fall asleep some nights. <laughs> yeah, that was a doozy. Uh, and, you know, easy call right now would be to say that Doug's going to beat me, and I still believe that's going to happen. Uh, but my team does sometimes have the potential to have some interesting uh, players scoring some interesting points. Last week, I got Cobb with two touchdowns. Uh, it got Dak back this week, so anything could happen there. Uh, and with Doug out, Henry, uh, and not necessarily, you know, knowing what we're going to get out of Waller coming off injury, uh, what two and Parker could do with a stack there. So, yeah, Doug's still going to win, but – if he gets a weird zero game or like a really small from, from any one of these players, it, it could get a little bit closer. Uh, I guess that's really all I, all I can say about it. Uh, yeah, we've got a, we made that huge trade. I forget. You'll have to remind me. I gave, uh, I gave him Henry Deshaun Watson. Probably Forney. Sort of Forney and probably some sort of pick compensation. And I got back 
McLaren and Dalvin and probably some sort of pick compensation. And then since then, we all know that all those players are basically not on anyone, our teams anymore besides Henry. But yeah, that was a wild trade. I remember those the conversations and those negotiations and uh, they were intense. <laughs> and that was the follow-up to the big Ezekiel Elliott, AJ Green deal. Yeah. Done, so. so Doug and I have, have it, what a point you're making. Doug and I have had, Two hugely uh, impactful league changing trades, trades, yeah, team changing, future changing trades. Uh, yeah, that's fun to think about for sure. You know what else is fun to think about? What hopes and dopes, they're back, indeed. We're back, hopes and dopes. Snake, I will let me kick off the November hopes and dopes because I I like my picks this week. I think, uh, again, we've kind of been like. 50-50 50-50 each week the past, I don't know, month or so. So we're going to try to hit a, hit a little heater here. Okay. I alluded to this hope earlier. It's on Ben's team. And, you know, maybe recency bias, but I also like the matchup for Eagles running back Boston Scott. Nice. Coming off a two-touchdown game. Probably would have had more carries if that uh, Eagles-Lions game didn't get absolutely out of hand. He's the clear backup to Miles Sanders. The Eagles seem to have at least somewhat committed to changing their philosophy to more run heavy, which is good for the running backs. And I, I don't like to say it, but I, I know it, you know, very well. The running backs that go against the Chargers just always do well, always put up fantasy points, okay. basically a guarantee to score a touchdown. So as long as Boston Scott doesn't get vultured by Jordan Howard, I think he'll have a good game this week and Ben should play him over. Uh, Devonte Smith, and you mentioned that earlier. So move Cooks up from the flex into the receiver spot, take out Devonte, and then plug in Boston Scott. Give yourself a chance this week against there, Ben. Love it, love that. Uh, yeah, get Devonte Smith out of there. He's been struggling, uh, and then coming with the stats against the Chargers, definitely do it. And then my dope this week is Elijah Mitchell on Wade's team. So kind of lens our upset of the week. And I think that you you mentioned this too a little bit, but I think game script is going to be a big one here. Elijah Mitchell just doesn't play on third down. He doesn't get receiving work. And even though Kyler is is iffy, I mean, I expect him to play and I expect the Cardinals to be ahead in that game or at least for it to be close. So I would expect more Jermichael Hasty to be worked in and Elijah Mitchell just doesn't get that heavy workload. And I don't expect him to get 100 yards and a touchdown, maybe one or the other but not both this week in that tough matchup against the Cardinals. I swear folks, we don't plan these things. We don't know what the hopes and dopes are going to be for me. No, it's always players. a surprise. <laughs> Hit me with yours. Well, they're not the same players, but we've uh-huh. got some of the same teams going on here. We've got a, we've got a, a little uh, rhythm here. So I'm going to start out with my dope and it's going to be on Ben's team. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to, I'm going back to one of my big, uh, you know, proclamation calls and it's probably going to bite me, but it's going to be Jonathan Taylor this week. Oh, short week, hunting. Thursday night, which is that trap game that I feel like I've been getting burned on in other leagues and it's hard. You want now Jonathan Taylor's a star. He's one of Ben's star players. He's not going to not play him. And he's not trying to force him into the lineup just so we can like watch him on a Thursday. But 
I think the momentum with the Jets winning last week against Cincinnati and the short week Thursday, I think the game plan is going to be stop Jonathan Taylor. Whether they can or not, I think they're going to focus that. So I'm going to say that Jonathan Taylor is a dope. Uh, he does not stay with his 20 and 30 point games that he's been having the last since week four. He's had no lower than 20, like two points, which is awesome. But this week, he probably only gets like around that like 15 spot. And to me, that's a dope for your starting running back. And I think the number two or three running back on the year so far. So I'm making that call, which lends me to the reason why this being a close matchup between the two. But Ernie gets the win is because. Ben needs Taylor to do good, and I'm calling that he's not. Kind of we, we, we do that often with picking on who are we and the reason why we're picking those teams to win or to lose or what have you. Now my hope this, this week is going to be on Brendan's team. So the matchup between Brendan and Wade is a heavy one we're talking about here. Obviously, the Brendan over Wade is an upset. So the reason why I did that is because I'm going to tell Brendan to go ahead and take Jacobs out of that flex and put in Jerry Judy. Now, I know you love him. My guy. I really love him. Against Dallas, you know, he come back from the injury last week, uh, kind of got eased in a little bit, but had, had you know, played like 70% of the snaps, four for four from targets to catches, put up, got himself over seven points. I just expect – I do expect Dallas to really put it on Denver in some way, shape, or form, but Judy is going to be just a monster in catches. I, I, he's going to get at least 10 catches, probably 100 yards, maybe a score or break off some. I think he's just going to get so much work that it's going to out, outweigh what he's going to be getting out of Josh Jacobs. I don't see how he can put him into the receiver lineup necessarily. So I would say, Brendan, if you're listening – don't be afraid of trying to find to put Judy in that lineup. He's just going to keep getting better and better. And against Dallas, I think uh, he's going to be running free quite often. So there you have it. I like both those calls. Agree with what you're saying. And, um, you know, let's, like I said, let's get on a heater for both of us for hopes and dopes. Let's also get on a heater with scum and sneak at the Thursday night game. Wrong. Oh, we picked the winners. Maybe. <laughs> Some weird duds lately. Um, I think we've been going opposite on a lot of the games too. So one of us picks the winner. Let's see where we're at this week. I will go first. Okay. I, I don't think we get a replica of the Mike White explosion game. I think they'll do fine. But I expect the Colts to win handily. Let's say 24-15. Okay. So we are wrong here for some reason. I'm on this Jets kick. I'm going to say the Jets just capitalize again on whatever is going on there. Mike White has, you know, the Colts are very susceptible to the pass. Uh, So I'm going to say Jets get the win uh, and it's 2017. All right. Close one. We'll see how that split goes, but into week nine, into November, everyone. And it's going to be a fun back half of the season here. Shanique, take us out. Yep, always fun. Week nine. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners, fans, friends, countrymen out there getting close to Thanksgiving. But enjoy these weeks before we get into the playoffs because before you know it, fantasy football will be over. But we love you all. Thank you again and so long. Bye.
in the saddle. 